With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Choosing someone to sit in the Supreme Court, I believe, is one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view. Today, Justice Breyer announces his intention to step down from active service after four decades, four decades on the federal bench and 28 years on the United States Supreme Court. His legacy includes his work as a leading scholar and jurist in administrative law, bringing his brilliance to bear to make government run more efficiently and effectively. It includes his stature as a beacon of wisdom on our Constitution and what it means. And through it all, Justice Breyer has worked tirelessly to give faith to the notion that the law exists to help the people. I'm here today to express the nation's gratitude to Justice Stephen Breyer for his remarkable career of public service and his clear-eyed commitment to making our country's laws work for its people. Once I select a nominee, I'll ask the Senate to move promptly on my choice. In the end, I will nominate a historic candidate, someone who's worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy, and someone who, like Justice Breyer, will provide incredible service on the United States Supreme Court. Black women are extremely brilliant, extremely talented, and extremely qualified, but have been overlooked for so long that I'm just like, this is y'all's moment. This is our moment. I'm excited, especially for the women who have been putting in work. And these women who are on this list have been putting in work. They're not new to the field. They're not new to the law. And I think when I think about uh, Supreme Court opinions that I've had to read in classes, I'm like, where was the black woman's voice? That's constantly what I think about. How are you all making a decision about a woman's body or about something pertaining a woman, and there's not 
a full holistic view of womanhood on the Supreme Court. Holistically, especially with the climate that we're in right now and all of the abortion cases, and when you look at um, the statistics on who get abortions and who don't get abortions, um, I do know that African-American women are there. We do have like a high number um, in women who get abortions, but so do other races. But I, I think that saying the abortion cases presented before the Supreme Court and having another woman there, essentially, and having an African-American woman who can speak for the culture, essentially, um, as well as Americans as a whole, but just to give a different opinion. And we we need a one, we need another woman on the bench, I will say, uh, just to see how everything will happen and will unfold, because I think everyone's on edge right now. And we're just all trying to see, and I know a lot of civil rights cases are presenting themselves, especially when it comes to, like, the environmental sector. So saying everything comes, I think we're all just excited and we're anticipating and we hope that it's a positive impact going forward. You know what I mean? I to talk about all this is Ellie Mistal, the Justice Correspondent for The Nation, and Chris Kang, former Obama Special Assistant for Legislative Affairs and co-founder and chief counsel of Demand Justice. Chris, I'm so happy to have you here this morning, particularly uh, because you oversaw the selection, vetting, and confirmation of more than 220 of President Obama's judicial nominees. They set records for the most people of color women, uh, openly gay and lesbian judges appointed by a president. So among the slate of highly qualified black women, what do you think this administration should prioritize when considering a nominee? That is a great question because I think right now we see so many people focused on just two or three names and there is a wide variety of highly qualified black women who need to be part of this conversation and who I think, in my experience, the White House has said their shortlist is more than three people. So yes, we have Jessica Tanji Brown-Jackson who currently sits on the second highest court in the country as it's called the D.C. Circuit. She's a former public defender and vice chair of the Sentencing Commissioner. The Sentencing Commission, we have Leanna Kruger, who's a justice on the California Supreme Court. Michelle Childs is a district court judge in South Carolina. But here you put up a couple names, and I do think it's worth talking about. You know, one of the things that President Biden is focused on is professional diversity. So we need to talk about not just Katana Brown, but also Eunice Lee and Candace Jackson Cuny are two African-American women that the president has put on the circuit courts. We need to talk about the black women civil rights lawyers. Yes, we have Sherilyn Eiffel up there. But yes, Janai Nelson at LBF. And yes, Christina Swarns at the Innocence Project. And yes, Kristen Clark, who's running for rights division. And then we have to look at academics. We sort of look at the background of Elena Kagan or even Amy Coney Barrett coming from academia. We need to talk more about Melissa Murray and Elise Body and Michelle Alexander and Michelle Goodwin and so many others. This is a moment to really reflect on the, these black women who have toiled and who have reached the height of the <laughs> This is a moment to reflect on the pathetic of this conversation because these people are in denial. They keep saying black, 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 and the question never comes up. So how do you feel if you got a job, you know, only because of your skin color? Not because of your qualifications, only because of your skin color. Because it's high time to have someone on their, on, you know, of your color or whatever on the bench. And here's the issue. And the thing is, I don't know what self-respecting black person or black American person or African, what it may be, 
is going to accept a position based on their skin color. Unless they're going to, they're going to be in so much denial, they're going to somehow rationalize it. Oh, no, I'm the best qualified. I'm the best qualified. Well, the problem is that, you know, if you were the best qualified, then Biden would come out and say, I'm going to hire the most qualified person and then nominate, you know, nominate a sister and then call it a day and move forward. No, he did this before when his campaign was sinking down over there in South Carolina. And he talked to Claver, and what do you do to get the black vote? I'm going to nominate. Remember, he said he's going to nominate a woman as vice president. We already had it before, you know, as a vice president on the ticket, whatever, right? Before he got, but when the campaign was sinking, before he got to black territory, quote unquote, he said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to get a black woman. See, he doesn't, he, he's, he's like predictable. Now, what came to this, right before he went down to South Carolina again, I believe that the first time, maybe at the same time, this is where he says, oh, no, I'm going to make sure I nominate the first black woman to the Supreme Court. And all the black people, not, the, not, not all the black folks, but those lost, misguided ones who just take the breadcrumbs of you know, perceived appreciation and success, they went out there and said, oh, my God, we're going to vote for this guy, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, whatever. Well, okay, here we go. It's affirmative action. I mean, that's all it is. And then on top of that, it's ironic that right down the street at the Supreme Court, there's a case that is being filed against Harvard and the other schools saying they discriminated with their, with, their, with their preferences or affirmative action towards black people, whatever. But then here's the, here's the president of the United States who's in charge of federal land and all that kind of stuff, whatever, talking about I'm a nominated black woman. So that means there's no Asians, there's no Indians, no Pacific Islanders, there's nobody else, there's no, no one, it's just black people. You see what I'm saying? So the thing is, they don't speak for the majority. And to hear this guy, you, you know, I put the link to this video. Well, somehow I think there's a link to this video. It's on MSNBC, so that should tell you everything. Oh, my apologies. I believe the person that's talking is, uh, okay, I don't know this person. I don't know who this person is, so it doesn't make a difference. But it's MSNBC's cross-connection. And then denial. They, they, no, they, they want justice that, that benefits them. But all this stuff, it doesn't, all this stuff they do and all these people they nominate, those kind of things, it doesn't help the people on the street. It doesn't help the people walking in my classroom. It doesn't help the people walking down the street, down on Broadway, in L.A. Or, or Minnesota. Or it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for them. But these people, they'll do anything. And the problem is that they're not these people up there at that level, the Kamala Harris's who played Charlamagne the God a couple weeks ago. They're not the ones who are going to walk into a job interview and wondering if people are looking at them crazy because, hey, you might just get this job because you're black. It was very interesting because Travis Thomas is black, and the same people bitching about not having a black person like on, the, on, the, on the Supreme Court, like, you know, blackface George Bear, are the ones that don't consider Clarence Thomas black. So now we have people trying to tell people what black is. It's, 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 it's hilarious. The legal profession, but because of these restrictions, because of the racism and the sexism, the fact that black women have been shut out of our judiciary for so long, they're not part of this conversation yet. So the White House made clear being a judge is not a prerequisite. And so I think we need to... You mean down in Atlanta? I believe there's a picture that's going around, you know, black women being left out of the judicial process. I believe there's a picture going around. I'll see if I can find it and put a link in the description of an Atlanta court. I believe it's in Atlanta. With the entire court, the judge, the bailiff, everybody is black women. So they paint this, this guy's in denial. But, you know, whatever. So the thing is, again, we paint this thing, discrimination. Do you know how many federal judges I know who, 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 who are non-Anglo? Do you know how many black women judges? I believe one got arrested a couple couple years ago for something in the South. He had to drag out of the courtroom or whatever. Do you know how many black women judicial people are out, with, are there, out there on the bench? There's a lot of them. But, we, you know, but again, this guy worked for Obama, so they're going to come out and they're going to say, oh, my God, there's no, there's no black people out there. The racism and the sexism, well, then that's kind of ironic, but, you know, whatever. Take a minute and step back. This, this vacancy was just announced a few days ago and really look at the broad range of people who should be and have to be part of this conversation before we start narrowing in on just a couple. 
Yeah, and Chris, this is something that you and I have talked about before, the lack of professional diversity. You brought up this point uh, about the lack of public defenders uh, on the Supreme Court. And so, Ellie, you just heard the long list that Chris laid out there, Deny Nelson, who, of course, took over for Sherilyn Eiffel when she uh, left the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. I want you to take a listen. When Sherilyn Eiffel was on our program, I actually asked her, should a Supreme Court vacancy open up, what her consideration would be? Take a listen, and we'll talk about it after. Should Joe Biden make that call and ask you to serve on the Supreme Court, is that a position that you'd be open to considering? I'm not in a position to know what that next pathway is, but that's what I'll be looking for. I will never leave this work. This is just too important and we're at too perilous a moment. There's too many, there are too many things to do. Ellie, you wrote a great... Y'all remember when Stacey Abrams was being presented as the vice president uh, potential nominee for Biden. She was on news magazine covers with her, you know, her Superman polls and the capings like that. And they asked the same question. If he calls you, oh, I just want to serve the country, blah, 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 blah. Great piece in the nation. And you highlighted the fact that Joe Biden really does have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to a nominee uh, on the Supreme Court comprised of black women. Um, curious your thoughts on this process and what you think the administration should prioritize. Yeah, look, the person that they pick will be immensely qualified. And yes, because she's black. Immaculately qualified. Yes, because she's black. And really what Republicans have to answer for me... Oh, it's the Republicans. I'm sorry, the Republicans. Right. Um, how black... How can Clarence Thomas get on the, on the on the bench again? Right? Uh, Colin Powell, Condoleezza... Oh, no, wait. They're not considered black because they don't have this victim, oh, woe is me. Considering that Condoleezza Rice came out and said those four girls that died in that church that was bombed down in the South back in the 60s were her friends. ...is why haven't these people been on their list, right? If they're so, they're so interested in finding the best possible person, regardless... Yes, now check out what you have to say. ...the race, color, or creed... Regardless of race, color, or creed, but watch what you have to say. ...regardless of gender, then tell me, why didn't you guys bet Cheryl and Eiffel? Why did he have? Why did they have to? First, so why was she the one that had to be picked? Why she had to be focused on? Why is that? Because she's a black woman. See, this is the arc. This is how they this is how they gaslight you, right? They come out. And they make well, hot Republicans. Oh, okay, that's very interesting. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. He says those kind of things because, you know, if you look at the history of uh, the White House, there's a whole lot of black Republicans up there. Exactly, look out some Republicans. Wait a minute. I believe Tim Scott put forward a police a, a police reform bill and. Um, it was, uh, what's that guy's name from Jersey? Uh, Booker and Kamala, I think, when she was still a senator, whatever, filibustered against this. But again, you see how he's making this narrative? How can he get the best qualified? Again, if that was the case, it, what do you mean? Because she's black. Has the same qualifications as Thurgood Marshall once did when he became the first black man on the Supreme Court. Why didn't you vet Kentaji Brown Jackson? She was... Probably because there's a whole lot of women out there that are just as qualified, not just who are black, but of all different ethnicities. I mean, I don't walk around thinking I'm owed something because, you know, I need to have a black woman if I can go celebrate that. I mean, seriously? Or at Loyola or down at Harvard when I'm over there, whatever it may be. Yeah, it's the, the black woman, I think the judicial branch is, is ironically large. Right now, of course, the number is big, you know, considering the, prop, the population percentage. But you know, if you want to see that racism, they need to come down to my classroom or come down to LUSD and see what our kids are not learning in a, in a state that's 40% Latino, and Latinos have no idea about their history because the Latino teachers aren't really teaching them for the most part. The ones, you know, at large, because I'm getting these kids in high school. But anyways, now let, let, let me let me finish this rant. Hold on. On the shortlist for the Merrick Garland appointment, she's a Harvard-educated lawyer who's been the head of the U.S. Sentencing Commission. She's also black. Aren't you guys like to be tough on crime sometimes? Yeah, she's also black. Sometimes? No, no. Because these people will not give non-white, non-males 
a shot when they have their time um, in power, right? Oh. Who nominated Clarence Thomas again? Wait, 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 hold up, wait, let's do a little, let's do a little, a little, a little back in the matrix. Who was the one that essentially assault, verbally assaulted, was it Anita Hill, I believe it was? Wasn't it Joe Biden? And then she asked, she was asked about how Biden treated her, and she goes, I'm, I'm, she goes, I don't live for an apology. Was it Anita Hill, I believe? But it was Biden, just came out and essentially assaulted her. I gotta look. I gotta pull up maybe for a show, but let this you know Don King wannabe go into his, his rant. Hold on. And that's why President Trump nominated 85 of the 226 judges he nominated. He appointed 85 percent were white. Oh, so the remainder were wait. Hold on. 25 percent were male. It is the other side. That oh, so if it's 85, let me do my math. 15 percent. Oh, okay. What's the population of black and Latinos in this country again? That cares about race, color, and creed when making their judicial appointments, not 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 the Democrats, right? So for Biden to emphasize a historically overlooked group, I don't see what the problem is because at the end of the day, he is going to find somebody with qualifications that are immaculate. Immaculately black. You do not have a better resume than a Brown Jackson or a, a or a Michelle Childs or a Sharon Eiffel. You can only have an as good resume as as some of these people. Um, and so I think he'll 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 pick a great one. I'm very much on the in terms of like who should he? I'm very much on the I'm just rooting for everybody black. Like I don't see? I'm not picking through my. Did you hear that? I'm rooting for everybody black. You see what I'm saying? When we and. They really did a good job on some of these people that should know better. They really did a good job on them. My favorite, I'm not <laughs> choosing between much any, because here's the thing, and this is important, because whoever he picks, we know that they will be attacked in the most scurrilous, trifling yeah. ways. You mean like Kavanaugh was when uh, Carrie Booker and all those guys attacked him about an alleged sexual assault? Kind of funny coming from Cory Booker, Cory Booker, the senator, because you can go online and find the article where he essentially came out and talked about an sexual assault that he was he was accused of back in college, I believe, and he admitted it that that took place. You know, in reference to that the situation, but you know, I think he said it was consensual, what have you. But y'all remember how they treated Kavanaugh when you had women out there protesting? You know, he's going to end abortion, he's going to end our right to kill a baby, and they all stormed the Capitol and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of funny. He's like he's saying this stuff here. Of, of course, Kang's over this that little smirk that the smug liberals have, or whatever, or those who think they know better, and it's like. You'd think there was never any black success in this country. We can have our differences. But, my God, I want you to go look at the slideshow when I put up all these images of when I, when I open up my MSN.com homepage. There's a reason why I changed to Google. Because every time they show black folks, it's always in the terms of, like, depression, oppression, suppression, you know, crime, disadvantage, equity, diversity. It's never anything successful. It's like nothing. I, I screen capture it straight from the page, and you can take a look for yourself. Okay, let this, this guy go on with his, little, his narrative. Right, and I am sick. I am sick and tired of people being like, "Oh, I like that woman, but not." I would vote for a woman, but not that woman. I don't want to hear anything about that. I don't want to hear like, "Oh, he nominated Leander Kruger, but if he, I don't support her, but if he had nominated Oprah, I would have been right there." For, no, no. Whoever he nominates, I am going to, you know, lay down on the tracks to defend. Um, and I hope that a lot of people will join me in that. So that's why I, I hope Byer comes out and says, "I'm not retiring." But, you know, then again, Manson and Sigma have to vote. And remember, Biden called out Man uh, Manson. 
a little while ago saying if you don't support, you know, if, if, you're, you're not, if you don't support my voters legislation in reference to federalizing the vote, because, you know, I belong to the state, you know, you're essentially on the side of, you know, those, uh, those racists back in the day. You know, racists like that was uh, Biden's best friend. That was, was it Thurman? What was that guy's name again? Strom? Anyways, let's continue on. I don't really want to get into, like, which qualifications matter right. more, just whoever he picks, I'm there. Yeah, exactly. I, that's a really good point that, that you make, Ellie. And, and look, our, our friend Nicole Hannah-Jones did an excellent thread on this, that the white is silent. Uh, that, that is the, the go-to, the default uh, so many times, even when it comes to, to women. The white is silent. Where's the black when it comes to what's happening in our neighborhood? These are some of the most delusional, brainwashed, highfalutin, as my, some of my friends will call back in the church days, whatever. They look at, it's like they, their whole dependency is on white folks. And they came out and say these things about our white brothers and sisters, our Anglo brothers and sisters, because not enough of our Anglo brothers, there's just enough of our Anglo you know, brothers and sisters like Biden to patronize them. I mean, they're going to talk about the white is silent. Are you serious? How, who do you think is signing her check over here at NBC? It's not, it's not Michael Jordan. It's not LeBron James. It's Anglos. It's, it's hilarious to see these people. You know, Boston just elected its first Asian um, mayor, Boston. I lived there. I grew up there, right? The acting mayor was a black woman. Now, the Asian population, I don't believe, is as big as the black population, but yet they, instead of electing the, the acting mayor who's a black woman, they look at Asian. Why is that? Um, but Chris, something I think that we do need to consider uh, as, as Biden selects a nominee is the types of cases that might come before the Supreme Court. I mean, now we're going to break down the kind of cases, you know, the kind that affects or disproportionately black and Latinos. You see how we're slowly breaking down the law, how we're slowly racializing it, how we're slowly breaking it down into racial justice, social justice all this nonsense and the people the, the people that suffer the people the everyday people who just want to go about their lives and live their lives but let's see what she has to say hold on we see what's happening now. Um, the court could potentially, the highest court in the land could potentially decide election outcomes, um, COVID mandates, affirmative actions in the court right now. What are? Oh yes, the affirmative actions in the court right now that they're being challenged reference to that it's wrong to focus on black people, and they're, they're challenging that the court so you can have affirmative action. So you extend that argument, it goes right into this particular situation where remember. As long as she's, like the guy, the, the guy over here, that this guy said, I have missed those, right? And I think I know some stuff about him, but I don't know him personally. But like he said, as long as they're black, he's, this is what we're talking about. There was a lady when Obama got elected to office, whatever, and she was working at the school where I teach her, right? And I said, I asked her about the whole thing. She says, I don't care if Obama doesn't do anything while he's in his office, as long as he's there. You see, this is, this is the low standards we have for ourselves. Not everybody out there. But with the low standards we have for ourselves. And these are the people who are the ones who are setting back to black people, Latino people, low-income people. These are the people who are setting, because Obama started this whole nonsense. But these are the people that you're in this conversation that are setting black people back. Because we're the mind, therefore black, we're old. And it's, it's such an insult for those everyday people who, regardless of political affiliation or whatever they do, they just go about their lives trying to make a living and try to improve themselves. COVID mandates, they suck that stuff down. But, you know, when I get to the, art, the, the show about how you have, um, I'm going to put a little clip up here where they talk about the importance of a black woman on the bench. And the black woman talking about that kept referencing abortion. They don't represent anything else that's affecting the black community, like, you know, unemployment and things like that, bad schools. They represent abortion. But I'm so sorry. I digress.
some of the cases that you think could potentially fall in this new nominee's lap should they be confirmed? Here it comes. Watch. Well, I do think, you know, the Supreme Court covers everything. And so we'll see just in the coming months, they're going to probably overturn Roe versus Wade and access to abortion. They're going to see what I mean. Anyway, go ahead. Let's continue on. They're going to make it harder to, for states and localities to pass gun violence prevention. They're going to make it harder for the government to address climate change. I think the reality that we have to realize is we're going to have this historic first. We're going to see it's always a historic first. The historic first trumps everything. Oh, I'm not going to say Trump because people won't get mad. Bring this great perspective that's been missed. What perspective is they keep talking about that? As though she's this one woman is going to speak on the experience of every black person in this country. What means a great perspective in their own conversation? My friend, brother Hotep, and I, my other friend, Crusty System, and I, we probably we may have different backgrounds, different you know um, upbringings, different what it may be, different cultures, what it may be. So uh, it's not for me to be on the bench and say, well, you know, I have an experience of the black experience. No, I have my experience as an immigrant with dark melanin skin in this country. So again, what's this great perspective? It's, God, the victimization is just. Man, we're doing it to our own people, and it's pathetic. But, you know, let Mr. Kang go on with this, with this soliloquy. Missing for the entire history of our country in a black woman justice, and then we're going to put her in this broken institution. How's it broken? I'm going to tell you, man, you see what I'm saying? It's broken. When they don't get their way, it's broken. When they don't get what they want, it's broken. When they, when they, can, when they don't like the decisions they made, it's broken. Do you want to expand the court? How's it broken? Like, exactly. Where was this guy when Obama's off? Oh, that's right. He's working for Obama. He didn't say it back then. How is it broken? Everything's always broken. The criminal justice, criminal justice is broken. The judicial thing is broken. Housing is broken. They always want to say it's broken. The smugness of these people is just, is just overwhelming. The 6-3 Republican Supreme Court. Okay, 6-3 Republican Supreme Court. You know the Republicans that um, actually was involved with the Voting Rights Act? If you do a little history, you go back and find the day. I can't remember what president it was. I don't know if it was Johnson, whoever it was. But they need to get, uh, it was like, I believe, the filibuster. And the Democrats were opposing it back in the day. It was the Democrats, right? And they need this, this co-sponsored bill to pass. And they need, I think, like three Republicans, four Republicans. And then what happened is that the Republican at that time, his name is Gates, and I apologize, you can go find out the Senate website. He went and got not just three votes. I think he got like 30 of the Republicans, or 20, it was like a large number, to support him. You know that 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 uh, measurement there. Sorry about that. That was a ad. that was a my software blocking a virus attack. So again, what do you mean? So like cleaning up what? This the, these people don't care about the average people. They don't care about the average Asians. They they just don't care about black people. They as long as these people can portray black folks as we've never done anything good. We only come from poverty. We can't do anything. We're not about anything. Then they will do anything. Especially this generation coming up right now. This little TikTok. You know the generation who thinks. Not everybody, but who have this the one they the one they portray who thinks that oh my God, uh, Starbucks didn't put enough mocha in my in my latte. That's 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 racism. I, I have to follow I have to follow lawsuit. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, what are you talking about? And as long as they can people, you can have people thinking like that. These people here, who, you know, on, on this little show here, Mister Kang, I can't remember this black woman's name, but it's on NBC uh, Cross Connection, right? These folks here can elevate their careers. They can say what these these racists probably they work for are thinking but can't say out loud. But these people here, the Eric Michael Dysons and the Fannie Newtons and all these people, they can make these comments and they'll never sit down and articulate the fact that they're, on, they're successful in getting their paychecks from the very people that they're demonizing. And this is not healthy for our next generation of people coming up.
say good luck cleaning this up, right? Because we always look to black women to help save our democracy. What, what, wait, wait, wait. We look to black women to help save our democracy? Like, oh, I'm sorry. What, 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 you mean there's no black men? I mean, Thurgood Marshall, Dr. King, Mr. Malcolm, they aren't for the black folks. Wait, we always look to black women to help save our democracy? Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. What, what was that again? Because I understand it was more, you know, did he say that again? Oh, that's right, because I think it was, uh, who was it? It was uh, some black woman that said, if you, if you vote for Trump, you hate black women. You see what I'm saying? So, is this, wait, is it the same black women that called out Charlemagne the God? Is this the same people like Ayanna and Elsie, you know, well, Elsie, you know, but Cory Bush, those kind of people? They're always about black women. You know if there's no black men? The only time they talk about black men was Thurgood Marshall. They act like he never existed. But I guess he didn't probably bring a, a unique perspective, you know, to the bench of, of his complexion. But anyway, maybe they think he was dark enough or whatever. So sad. And we can't put that on her. We have to look at structural reforms. We have to see here see again. Structural reforms. You know, the backlash when it comes is going to be brutal. It's, it's like we're living in Nazi Germany or, or some kind of large cult where they talk about the structure. They destruction. They always pick something as a, as an as an advocating target, right? That they know that they, they can't solve, and there's no proof that it has been solved. So the structural reforms and black women have saved democracy. If you feel so going on with black women, then why don't you go talk to Planned Parenthood as to why so many black women have, are having so many abortions in the community and why they always near communities. Why don't you go talk to those black women? Where's the help for them? Let's continue on. Kang don't care. So look, I think it's Supreme Court expansion. We have to look at different ways. You see what I'm saying? When they don't get what they want, they always want to change things. Supreme Court expansion. Go ahead. Expand the Supreme Court. Go ahead. And then what? The next president says a Republican, whatever, gets in office. And then what? Nominates more. It's stupid to me. You know, it's stupid. It's, it's, this is, again, we have to look at different ways. Hold on, let me, let me, let me, can't finish this, Mom. I'm so sorry, people. Ways to make sure that we're not just putting her in a place where we expect her to change the world, and she's not going to be able to change, you know, Brett Kavanaugh's mind right. or Neil Gorsuch's mind. And I think we have to be realistic about what she brings, but also what the challenges are going to be for her. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Ellie and Chris, I hope you guys don't make too many plans on Saturday mornings because as we go through this process, I definitely want you both back on the show. So thank you so much. Like I try to tell you all, man, seriously, and this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is what I've been talking about. And people think, oh, nah, man, you're not you're not enlightened. You don't know what's going on. Let me tell you something, right? Don't don't run that nonsense to me. I've seen it before. Right. And again, you start you, you want to have again, they're not the ones that's going to suffer the consequences of walking. Oh, I believe. Oh, it's cross connection with Tiffany Cross. That's her name. So, again, so when you go see these things, they're not the ones that's going to be walking down the street. Oh, you just got that stuff because you're your skin color. I was offered three writing jobs, three screenwriting jobs for films that were, that were paying with enough money. But then I had a person who I've known for years on the inside break it down. And no, it's not that person trying to get the job for themselves. But they were in the know. And they said, sorry, they only want you because of your black skin. I'm like, are you single? Yeah. So I talked to someone else in the mix. They're like, yeah. I said, no, I'm not going to do it. They asked three times. I'm like, I'm not doing it. What, what self-respecting person is going to do a job because, you know, get, is going to set a job because of their skin color? What's that supposed to do for the people in, that aren't getting educated, that, that aren't knowing what's going on? You know, we, we're so broke that the HBUs have to, beg, have to beg for money. And I think Dr. Dre dropped 70 mil to USC. What are you talking about? So the thing is, these folks, as long as these people can look in, you know, avoid looking in the mirror, and they do look in the mirror, they're like vampires, so they won't see their own reflection. What they'll do is they'll never look at, they'll never accept any responsibility on themselves to change the environment that they live in. 
they're not Kim, they're not Kim Classic who ran to try to make a difference. No. And this is the problem. Look what happened when the numbers, when this, this uh, area out here, I think it was in L.A. or something like that, where the, the board has changed in the district and it, it became more Latino. The first they said was, well, that's going to benefit the Democratic Party. And then you have Latinos out there talking about, I'll play a clip during this show that talked about how, wait, they don't speak for us. They don't know who we are. They, 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 they don't care about us. It, it's, this is pathetic. But like the guy said, as long as she's black, you know, the person's black, I don't care. I, I care, you know, because... You know, it was uh, when that people, you know, it was five black men that robbed that, that those people at the front t- stairs a couple of weeks ago, pretending to be cops here in L.A. I care. I care about all these criminals being let back on the street who are killing black and Latinos and poor Anglos and poor people. I care. So go ahead, nominate her. You know, nominate her. They're going to come out there, do a couple of step and stuff like that. They're going to come out there and, oh, my God, history, because they always want history, and this is what Biden does, and this is what a lot of these politicians do, but Biden does this. They, it's the same trick. Anytime you need, anytime you hold a second, do something to motivate the, the black folks. Go ahead, get the black, get get them out there, and then have that woman stand there and have everybody that aren't in denial sit there and say she's only there because of her skin color. Why would you want to do that to the sister? Yard deal with Kamala Harris. How's that turn up? You want to do anything? She got Val Jennings out of, out of Florida, right? Or get Karen Bass. Look how that's working. I I just man, I just couldn't do it. I. I People say, oh, you're not a judge. I know, you know, some three of my best friends are federal judges. I know judges. And I know a lot of people in the legal thing. But to be standing there, knowing that you're only there because of your skin color. Watch all these people, the Tiffany Cross, um, the Timmy Hills, the Eric Michael Dyson, all these, all these people. Watch them all rationalize it. Because deep down, they know it's not right. And deeper down, these people don't care of how it affects the everyday people on the street. And they're the ones we have to focus on now. Our people, especially the melanin and the Latino and all the people, are struggling out there right now. And people are motivating because, oh, I'm so sorry, the, the Asian guy is saying that black women are always saving democracy. Right. Okay. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, people. This is actually, like I said, a remote broadcast. I'm actually shooting a film at this moment. I'm not shooting the film. I'm actually on a film set. But a friend of mine is helping out, so y'all stay safe out there. Y'all stay fly, and we'll definitely talk later on. I'll be back live on air next Sunday at 7 o'clock. We have a casting session that's taking place Saturday and Sunday here and abroad, so the time difference is kind of messing up everything. So anyways, people of the world, y'all stay safe out there. Chode in the mix. Be cool. Stay you. Make a difference and rule the world. I'm gone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.